Welcome to the Ontario Outdoor Pursuit Podcast. This Ontario-generated podcast is here to talk outdoor living, fishing, and hunting. Give all kinds of geeky tech talks and hunting tips with things that have worked for us. We all have a story to tell, and here's ours. Hope so. Maybe you're doing the intro. <laughs> I guess. I guess so. Maybe I'm doing the intro. Ethan Outdoors trying to gather themselves here to perform the intro of Ontario Outdoor Pursuit. We're we're just gonna rock this one. Cleaner's gonna take care of his own once he gets his intro. The big intro there, <laughs> putting the man on the spot. Look at him. He's, uh, yeah, he's, he's sweating. Sweating. what is going on everybody it's chris here with heathen outdoors we are live on our first official podcast with ontario outdoor pursuit as our second a little late to the show (laughs) there's always one and that's trev come out so i'm joined with trev and chris from heathen outdoors claire from wild taxidermy has shut her down early for the night we are hanging out in the trailer of bear camp 2020 lads how has this trip been terrible Eventful at at the at the absolute most. I think there's a lot of hype coming into this week. A lot of hype. We got uh, a lot of work done. And got a lot of work good. done. A long weekend when the when the hunt actually started up here Labor Day weekend. Uh, set four bait sites, baited them over the three days. Uh, a lot of work finding them and getting them set up, clearing brush. Then finally the last hurrah of absolutely packing the barrel full of the greatest bait on the face of the planet as far as I'm concerned because I was back up here exactly two weeks after that and all the baits were just annihilated and the bears were on the baits and they were on the baits all day every day. Like they they were showing up multiple times and then hunt week came and just sucked. Right from the get go, sucking, sucking large, sucking like major suck, major suck. Weather swung back warm, right warm. You're on crown land. You're trying to do stuff. You know, it's everybody's land. Everybody has the right to be there. Everybody has a right to do stuff, whatever they want. But still, nobody respects anybody or anybody else's property. I mean, you can only do so much. A uh, a lock only keeps an honest thief from stealing anything, and I had a cable and not even a paddle lock, but a cable clamp, a couple cable clamps on one of my cameras at one of my bait sites. I was here on, like I said, last Sunday. Checked that camera, got here on Wednesday night, was there Thursday morning, and the one camera of the four bait sites was gone. So that's where the weekend, for me... Really started sucking because that was one of my better cameras and fairly expensive one, just a shade less than three hundred bucks. Yeah, it's just a shame, really, that anyone takes anyone's belongings. Yeah, we're all we're all outdoorsmen. We all want the same things, and we all look through the same magazines and see the prices and walk in the Bass Pro and see all the stuff on the shelf. We know what it costs, and it's, yeah, it's unfortunate. Yeah, like a lock only keeps an honest thief thief away if. 
doesn't matter what you do to any of your equipment. If somebody wants it more than you do, they're going to take it. So it's that's an unfortunate reality we live in anymore. So This might be the most raw podcast on my list of podcasts. Yeah. Because of this week's events. Yeah. So of misfortune. Misfortune mostly for me. <laughs> a lot like, of a lot of <laughs> misfortune. They say bad bad things happen in threes. Well, trail camera gone day 1. Day 2. The uh only one thing went 20. Yeah, one thing went 20 <laughs> and it went down 20 off the 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 rope from the tree stand. My bow dropped, hit a limb, smashed a rock, exploded. You know, what everybody wants 5 days before whitetail season starts and have zero idea when I can get parts for this thing. So Yeah. It looks like I'm crossbowing for a little bit here, which is not my top cup of tea, but is what it is. If that's what you got to do to get outdoors, then that's yeah, that's exactly what it. you're gonna have to do. Yeah, it's not, definitely not gonna stop me from going hunting. I'll be, I'll be in the woods somewhere with some kind of a stick flinger. So, and then bad part number three. Well, it could end up being good tomorrow, but took the old thirty thirty out tonight on day three, and finally a bear decided to show up at my bait, and I dumped around into him. And it was mad chaos trying to find what little blood trail was there. And a few people, too many, I think so, in the woods. And I think we mucked up a little bit of the, about the 20, 22 yard mark of the, of the blood trail. So we got to do some grid searching tomorrow. Hopefully the rain holds off tonight and we can find some blood tomorrow. Yeah. Get on this bear and get him recovered. So we can actually have somewhat of a successful hunt. I hope so. It's been a few years for me without putting a bear on the ground. So Yeah, it's been it's probably been four years for me since I've shot a bear. Quinnums, take us through your first bear experience. Well it's been your northern experience. Yeah, it's been uh past the ditch. It's been a first year experience for me. Um didn't really know what to what to take out of the first few hunts obviously we got we were quite successful with our our baiting in weeks prior and it seems like weather kind of screwed us i think a little bit with the patterns on the bears because like we had daytime pictures all the time and like travis said we they were hitting the baits all the time and it, it didn't even seem like there was bears in the woods with us when we were out there some nights um obviously the the rain the first day was a a dampening start to the camp and then like trev mentioned all the other events that followed after that but it just goes to show that hunting's hunting and you're gonna get those factors whether you're back home or if you're on a big game hunt up north so it, it just it just proves that point. Take us through your first night <laughs> walking into the my stand. first night. Yeah, my I first night walking thoughts. in was hilarious. <laughs> I just like I remember like trying to gather myself and I swallowed a couple times and you could just feel the ball in your throat and I'm like 
Cause just because I don't know, I don't know bears. I don't know any of that <laughs> shit. <laughs> like, I, I don't know bears, but I'll go home and I'll, I'll strut my stuff like, what the hell is a coyote after walking like bear woods? But no, going out my first time, I, I didn't know what to expect. So I knocked an arrow and I walked down. I didn't really remember much from the, the, the first night that we set that bait so walking in there i was just staring at the ground making sure that i could make my way to the the damn tree stand um but no i was i was definitely close to shitting myself you're more worried walking in than walking in yeah walking out i was like it was dark so if i was dying i was dying like (laughs) (laughs) it was it was what it was you know what i mean so like Don't forget about the opening knife, the big, the uh, yeah. big old wolf howling going on over. Yeah, the that didn't make right me there. feel any better either. I, like I brought, a, I brought a shotgun, I brought a twelve gauge on the trip, and then the boys are saying, "Oh no, don't worry about it. Just leave it at the truck. You'll be fine." And then, yeah, next thing you know, I think it's only like six o'clock at this point, and there's wolves howling. I'm like, "Oh, that's fantastic." <laughs> so, yeah, that was pretty much my first night. But any night after that, I was quite comfortable going in. Actually, yeah, yeah, it was just like it was just another hunt. Just the bears didn't even stand a chance. No, like, yeah, there was no way. We, we, were, we, were, we were here with running. a jo- yeah, like we were we were here with a job to do, like. <laughs> It was, there was no pissing around after that first night. Yet. <laughs> so, get the feelers out. So, what uh, what's kind of the takeaway from the first few days of the your first bear hunt? Obviously, it, no success. But. Yeah, no, no success. But yeah, again, that's just hunting. I think you just that's what keeps you coming back. I don't think you can just kind of make. You can't make assumptions. Uh, about one particular big game or or the other you you kind of just have to ride the wave and deal with what the environment gives you and that's pretty much all there is to it if the animal's going to show up and make a mistake then then it will um i think for myself and and for most of us i think better side control and playing the wind would be a smarter factor as well to our baits um Obviously, again, the environment plays the biggest part because you can't really control that. So yeah, we were dealt pretty, pretty shitty hand out of the gates. Yeah, trying to get some bait out there and absolutely just soaked through our gitch from the get go. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. On the first night there, that that blast of rain we got on the Thursday after we got up here to do a midweek rebate after Sunday's rebate. But, um, yeah, just goes to show you, like, it doesn't matter. People, people can frown upon, you know, and they can frown upon you, oh, you're not a hunter, you're, you're putting bait out for bears and all that stuff, but my personal opinion is when you're hunting bears, if you're putting bait out, that bear still has a, its own choice whether it wants to come into the bait to get, eat, to get food or not, and I've been hunting a long time for bears, and you know, nine times out of ten, the bear doesn't show up to to the bait when you think it would. You think it would like it's. it's yeah, not, it doesn't it's matter. Not, it's not like we're letting a pack of fifteen hounds go and chasing the thing around. I mean, there's lots of people out there who love love running dogs and just like listening to their dogs work. But as far as I'm concerned, treeing a bear 
that's off a tree with a pack of dogs in the ground below it, and it's looking down, scared for its life, and then mm-hmm. some guy walks up an orange and dumps around it, but, and then it flops out of the tree, like, maybe for a raccoon or something like that, yeah, but um, for black bear, I'd, that's not really, really something that I think I would enjoy doing, but <laughs> I sure wouldn't mind having a fellow with a dog to come with us tomorrow, maybe get on a, yeah. get on a scent trail or something okay. like that, but. That's probably not going to happen. <laughs> we'll just have to use our eyeballs and find the blood that we couldn't see tonight with the flashlight. So there really is no patterning to these in as much as we had them on trail cameras and have had them on bait for two and a half weeks. Yeah. There right. is, you know, they're there in the morning, they're there at 11, they're there at 1, they're there at 4, and they're, you know, the time goes on and on and on. Yeah, exactly. Like, we weren't, we're, we don't live up here and we're not up here for... And or we don't have an outfitter up here baiting every day. Like if you're if you're gonna outfitters work out for people much better because they're there every day. The bait gets rebaited every day, so the bears get used to the human activity. And when they hear that barrel getting knocked around at one o'clock in the afternoon, it's like ringing a dinner bell for them, right? So yeah. they know. Okay, well, we're gonna show up there at four or five at night before any other bears get there, and they're gonna get on the bait, and then that's when. A lot of people are successful in harvesting their bears, but I do, I have went into baits before at Outfitters that I used to hunt at, and there has been bears on the bait. As soon as they, as soon as they uh, get in there with the quad, they come walking around a corner because they're not bedded very far away, and they're, they sit there and they watch you bait the barrel, and then you're looking at them, and they're looking at you, and you take a couple steps back, they take a couple steps towards the bait, you walk back towards the bait, they back off a bit, like, <laughs> it's kind of, kind of a bit of an eerie feeling, Queener just have a couple movements, a bowel movement, a physical movement, shit, run, so, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but, yeah, like, bear hunting's bear hunting, man, it's good times, it's, it's definitely a different rush. It's a, it's a really different rush, for a lot of people that I've even gone bear hunting with, some have liked it, some have not, and it, it kind of, uh, I don't know, it's, it's hard to explain the rush. Yeah, it's, there, there's a ton, a ton of work that goes into it. Yeah, like, it's Sunday, last Sunday when we were up here, and I was checking those cards, man, like, this is the first time I've done a do-it-yourself hunt for bears, and to come up here off of, you know... Me taking one of my big old sausage fingers pointing to a mark on the map on some road that I've never been down before in my life. And three months later, we roll up here, drive down said road, and unload the bikes. And basically, you're just bombing into God's country, not knowing anything, or you've never seen it before, and you're just looking around. You go. Go with what you know. You know? You, you, you see something that you think is good and you like, and you and you pull the bike off the side of the trail and you you b- jump off. Like anybody can do this. Like this is yeah. something anybody can do. And if you're thinking about doing it, do it. I mean, it it was it was super rewarding for me, and I was ecstatic Sunday. I was just jacked for this week. As soon as I had seen those photos, oh. I just thought, like uh, unreal. Like the one camera in. In two weeks, the one camera took 7,692 pictures of black bears. Yeah. It's incredible. On one, That was one bait. 
that wasn't the other three cameras. Well, how many photos do we got with four or five bears in one photo frame? Oh, hundreds of them. Hundreds of photos with multiple bears on it in broad daylight, like noon hour, 11 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Like, the, the roller barrel system we put out just got slaughtered at every bait except for the one that Chris was sitting at, and it hadn't been touched at all. It's steel barrel set instead of the plastic barrels, so it was all sealed up. And uh, Sunday, I took the lid off, still rebaited it, left the lid off the main barrel, and lo and behold, three days later... No, it was that night. 20 after 7, that night, yeah. it was hit. Yeah, exactly. Like, But we didn't know until three That's days right. later. That's right, yeah, yeah. That bear was there basically seven hours after I had left that site, and it was the biggest bear that we had on camera out of all of them. Mm-hmm. Over the two weeks, it was the biggest bear. Mind you, it hasn't come back since, but which is weird because usually a big boar like that kind of protects that that little bit of food, especially with the lack of natural food they got going on around here right now with and this the year. lack of berries and yep. stuff like that. So, your uh, what would you take away from the weekend we got up here and baited? What was what were you kind of thinking then? Like these guys know what the heck they're doing, or um, what are we looking for? I knew I knew a sense of like what we were looking for. I didn't really know as much as as Trev did for setup wise. Um, I think for even just setting your two barrels, having your that roller barrel um, be something that can actually they can they can they can work with. Rather than trying rip, trying to rip that standing barrel right off the tree, is is key. Um, but even just as far as like the setups with the logs to to make them give you that broadside shot to walk around, like those like little things like that make a make a huge difference. Um, and then obviously the next part being the tree that you're gonna you're gonna sit in. Um, but again, going back to what I was saying earlier. Uh, as far as playing the environment and the wind, I think just making sure that those spots are are key to that wind and making sure you have a consistent wind in that direction um, can also make you that much more successful. Um, I don't really know what could have happened this week other than the weather. Um, just from what I've experienced, even just with whitetail and whatever else hunting um so for for the bait weekend i knew it was going to be a lot of work it was a lot of work um all the all the guys here that put the work in and the extra work like it it doesn't go unseen behind the scenes like it it's just one of those things that you understand it's got to happen or you're not, you're just not going to be here. You can't just show up and show and go. It's not how this program works, unfortunately. Um, but if it was, then everybody would be doing it otherwise. So, was the wind direction pretty good at your stand most of the week? Um, not for not for the direction that that big boar was coming in. For two nights, my yeah, for two nights the wind was pretty much blowing in my face heading out like my back left shoulder which is he, where he was coming from but tonight it was still like 
completely, completely dead in there. I'm surprised I didn't see anything tonight. Yeah, well. Being but, 27 degrees today didn't help yeah. nobody either. I'm really, really surprised that that one came in two hours earlier than he did last night. Like, yeah. I'm betting it's the same bear that was in last night that I took a shot at, and hopefully we hopefully we get on him tomorrow and get on that blood trail and we find him at the end of it. And, I mean, yeah. I did hear the sticks stop breaking, so hopefully he's laying where the sticks stop breaking. And if it's the same bear, he's got a nice... Nice chevron on his chest. He's not a real big bear, probably 200 pounds. Maybe a touch bigger, but... Definitely not the biggest bear I've shot, but... It's definitely better than going home with tag soup. We all get to take a little bit of something home to our families, if we find them. So... Yep. The little one will like that quite a bit. Oh, yeah. Get to take some bear meat home for her. Oh, yeah. They like it. Wife likes it more or less than anything, like... She likes making spaghetti and stuff with it, so hopefully we can get on it. It'll definitely make the trip somewhat worth it. So, yep. Right now, a lot of work for a little reward, but again, it's tempting. You know it it's the way cool. she goes. It was a lot of work on the long weekend, and even though we may not be rewarded in the fall hunt, when we're back up here in the spring, I mean, it could be. Like, we're literally going to be up here one one day, one night, essentially. Come up here. Yeah, because everything's pretty well already established. Done. Come up here, and we just got to fill, yeah. fill the barrels. Yeah. Like, we all roll up here, and we hammer the bait in those barrels. Maybe cell cameras this time with a lockbox, so it's sending, because now that we know that there's cell service up here. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. my cell cameras aren't going to be doing anything for whitetails. Yeah. So they certainly ain't going to be using them for turkeys. Yeah. So... I will be using them for bear. I'll bring the cell camera up, or a couple of them, and we'll be able to see what's going on. And then you just, the heat won't bother them like it will right now. Like, the nicer the days you got, that's, that's yeah. better and they're going to be on. The action will be different. Yeah, yeah. It, it'll be, it should be a better hunt in the spring. And typically it is a better hunt in the spring. Like most guys, when they go to pay big money for a black bear hunt, it's a spring black bear hunt. So... It seems to be a little bit more popular than the fall. Yeah. yeah not many it's people It's it. definitely a better hunt. The hides are nicer. The bears aren't as big because they're not, they don't have all their winter reserve on them before they go to den like they do right now. You know what I mean? They're still working on it, I'm sure. But, I mean, they're just out of the den and they're, they're pretty lean, which I think would probably make for better table fare myself as well, personally. Like, if the bears really lean down and make it, make mm -hmm. it a lot nicer table fare. Fair, a lot less trim and yeah, that would make sense. Yeah. It up, so it's been good. It's been fun. It's a good week, it's, you know. Because any bad week of hunting is certainly better than a good week at work. Good week at work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. So I think we're on our last day tomorrow. Try and slip in for a morning hunt. Take down our belongings for the most part. And head home and get in the groove of whitetails, I suppose. Yeah. God, well, I can't I'm wait. Right. Repairing my bowls when I get yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can get in the grooves of tying a couple knots first yeah. before you get into Pretty that. Pretty sure man. a sausage got in there somewhere. <laughs> and, uh, didn't, didn't complete a loop somewhere. And, I don't know. Like, 
The amount of pine tar that's been dripped on me. Like, look at the state of me. Like, I can't scrub this off. I got a big, big welt there. Stub on the back of my neck now. I felt that hit me tonight. That was gross. You couldn't have picked a more sappy tree. Like, I was looking at that just oozing down. Yeah. It's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Love it. Love it. But, I mean, stable. Like, it was windy at the beginning of the night tonight. And that sucker. Oh, yeah, I was moving. rocking everywhere. Yeah, I, I was thinking about your tree. I'm just like, <laughs> that thing's literally on top of a rock. Like, the peat moss is holding the roots down. <laughs> yeah, it was, <laughs> actually. limping back to the wheeler because this whole tree is going to fall down. Yeah. No need to take the tree stand down. It's already down, but just take it off the tree. <laughs> I go to take my first step into the stand tonight, and all I heard was the rumbling of the of the storm, and I was like, sweet. Yeah. Like, I haven't even got up my tree stand yet. Like, yeah. you're already rolling through. Yeah. I can't, rain, though, so no, I can't, I can't believe it stayed clear tonight. Yeah. Was, but, like, only a couple rumbles of thunder right when I was getting off the wheeler and walking back. Wasn't bad. It worked yeah. out. It was. It ended up being a really nice night. Winter yeah, it did. It did. Yeah. It was. Yeah, it's good. I was checking wind for a few times in there, and it was just still, just dead powder, right up in the air. Barely went anywhere. Yeah, the the milkweed was. It was swirling around for me. It was going towards the bait, and then I had one piece float, probably halfway to the bait, and then it stopped and it come back. And then it went this way across in front of me. Like, wow. I had to have at least a 10 minute air time before it got tangled up in some branch. And then we got some wind going. And I started, I just started throwing little pieces out. And it was floating actually a little bit, I guess it'd be south. Be a little bit further south of where that bear actually did come from. And they all floated. Would have been just off my left, a little bit in front of me to my left side. Just kept, kept floating that way. And. This is the first I've learned of the milkweed trick. I'm telling you, man, the milkweed stuff. Explain this to people, please. <laughs> so, It'll pretty much save you ten bucks. <laughs> yeah, instead of going out, instead of going out and buying that powder or whatever, like, yeah, okay, it's fancy and some people like it; they can puff on it. But how many times you walk past a milkweed plant? It's got two or three pods on it. Pick a couple pods. I mean, I driving down the highway coming here between Woodstock and Cambridge probably drove back past about a billion pods of milkweed just you can just I can just see them in the in the ditches like they're everywhere you pull them off let them dry out open them up let them dry out completely get um I, I let mine dry for a couple of weeks like you want the you want the outside rind like the actual outside of the pod to be like a little crispy and crunchy and crispy yeah. and then like then pull the then pull the white stuff out, like the the milk, the milkweed itself, and uh, let it dry out another couple of days maybe. And I actually put it in a uh, turkey mouth call box and keep that in my I've pocket. Seen that. Yeah, just keep that in my pocket and it's good. you just open it up a little bit, move it around. You get a couple little fibers hanging out the side. And you just pull it out without opening it up. There's no noise and you flicker away. And like when you're out, when you're in this open woods back, like we have back home or on a field edge. You got the right wind, like you watch that sucker float for a hundred yards. Yeah, and it'll, it'll tell you thermals, like shows you the thermals. And all of a sudden you go along, you see it. All of a sudden it'll jump up because it hits something that's got heat below it, and it'll fly up. Or if you got cool air dropping, you'll see it. It'll drop right down near the ground, and then the wind will blow it around. Like it's it's better than the powder because the powder dissipates so fast. Like you see a little little puff. Okay, that's what it's doing there. 
this is where it's going past your tree, but what's it doing in milkweed's five gonna seconds? tell me yeah. what my wind and my scent's doing sixty, seventy yards behind my tree. How is this working? So if you're if you're sitting on a if you're sitting down on a river river flat and you're hoping your scent's blowing down getting down to the creek and blowing down the water, drop some milkweed. If your milkweed goes over the water, you're spot on on your setup. If it's not, you need to try to figure out how to adjust yourself. And last year, I got into my spot south of Elmer there, and I thought that's exactly what was going to happen. My wind was going to carry right out across the creek and run down the creek. Wind was the exact opposite way, and I was in there late, and the wind was still, and then the wind was supposed to pick up later at night, and that's exactly what it did. It picked up late, and you know what I heard right at prime time? One solid, loud snort, and nothing but trees knocking off bone as he was running away. He was coming. The setup was perfect. The wind was bad, and, well, I never did lay eyes on him. The milkweed is a lifesaver. And I, I got a bunch still from last year. I picked a whole bunch from last year, so I don't even need to pick any this year. I got a big old PB&J sandwich bag full of it. <laughs> <laughs> Down on the old reloading room, so, like... I didn't even go through that uh, turkey, that mouth call box last year. And I've been using it a lot. Like, you can pack a lot in there, so. Definitely give it a try if you see it. It's, yeah, I grabbed a few pods today when yeah, we parked the truck. I've seen that. Fired up. Free 99. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, free 99. I mean, you're bragging about how cool, all the cool stuff you get for free anyways, but. Yeah, that was cool to get free powder, but then, hey, free milkweed, I pick them as any time I want. Exactly. It's, <laughs> it's always renewable resource. It's always yeah. there. Yeah. Like, you grab five or six more pods next time you're in checking cameras this week, if you're in before the season starts, or something like that. Lay them on the windowsill of your garage, and Bob's your uncle. Good to grow. Yeah. Yeah, plant a couple in your garden next year. You got all the seeds now. So Well, lads... Yeah, that's bear hunting anyways, and appreciate you guys allowing me to tag along on this here trip. Yeah, man, we, 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 did, we had a good summer, man. We started out with a couple podcasts there at turkey season and yeah. ended out. We did some downrigging fishing and got you into salmon fishing and yeah, all that stuff. Right. Like, it's... Uh, it's been a, it's been a pretty big year for as much as 2020's been. Yeah, we've been pretty busy. Crap, like sucking large. Suck made the best of it. Definitely sucked large, and you know, it, it really has sucked. I mean, <coughs> excuse me, blew the motor up on brake free too, right? Like, yeah, put us put the old fishing season to a screeching halt. Another year we're not going to the bank winning fishing. So, at the end of November is what it is, but. Put a brand new rig on her next year, we think. So, and uh, get that going. And moose season, hopefully, we got to talk about moose here coming up after deer season. Get something going for a camp. My uh, my old man and his group, they're up there right now, archery moose hunting. They actually, they just shot a 62 inch bull today, this morning, opening morning in the 2020 season. So, Giant. their 2020 year is not sucking as much as other people's. <laughs> 2020 is sucking. With a 62-inch bull. Like, bull of a lifetime in Ontario, Canada. Like, that's that's stuff you see out of the Yukon. Like, that's... That that picture I showed you of it hanging in the... At the butcher shop from their big forklift. Like, my lord. <laughs> that is an absolute beast of an animal. 
but congrats to them and my old man says, oh, you should come bear hunting here. There's lots of bear sign there. I'm just like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> so, Well, they're here. They're definitely here. There's definitely a lot of bears here. The cameras did tell us that Yeah. over the last two and a half weeks. Just weather patterns and more human activity at the baits, I think, kept them away. Something they weren't used to <laughs> is what it is. That's why it's called hunting and not killing. That's right. And... I'd come up here, hang out with you two dummies any day for tag soup. Yep. Because it's always a good time. We have fun. That we do. 100%. Except for when you get a camera stolen, drop your bow, and miss a bear. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh. A series of unfortunate events. Yeah. That's what we'll call this That's one. That's exactly what that was. Well, thanks, guys. Yeah, thanks buddy. for jumping in. Thanks, Ken. Thanks for the wicked intro. It's, yeah. This is something like, I hope it I was wicked because you, jumping into a future with no doubt. Yeah, this is definitely cool. Portable podcast numero one. This is the first portable. Yeah. We're finally rocking with all this serious gear. Yeah, it's taken some time, but we're there. Yeah, that's cool. So thanks everyone for tuning in. We will see you guys uh, for a pre deer season podcasts and of course we will be doing our through the whole season if you want to chime in to a podcast with your stories your hunting tips and tricks feel free to shoot me a dm and we will certainly set something up until next time